The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Everybody and welcome to the Toronto Raptors Hoop Ball Podcast. We have to apologize. We've uh, you know been a little bit later getting this out than intended. However, it's only good vibes here today with what has happened. Uh, so yeah, there's going to be a lot to go over here. Uh, we're going to try to you know keep it as condensed as possible because you know some of the themes are just some of the themes. But uh, thank you for joining us here, and uh, as always, thank you, Kieran, for coming on the show today. It's good to be back. And uh, you want to let the people know how they can find you on the interwebs? Sure, I'm on uh, Instagram at kdilla1981 and on Twitter at k underscore dilla. Excellent, and we're also here with Ben Harrison. Yes, indeed. Good to be back. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at uh, Benny and the Raps. Follow me along. Do not preempt my questions, please. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I just. I want to get into these Raptors, man. You know. Okay, we get there. We get there. And I'm Brandon Hodgins, and you can follow me at. Brandon Hodgins. Uh, uh, that's just on Twitter, and then but you can also follow the show here at Hoopball Raptors. That's at Hoopball Raptors. That's on Twitter and Instagram. And if you do have a moment, please head on down to hoop-ball.com. That's hoop-ball.com. Everything you want to look for for basketball is on there. That includes DFS, uh, you know, season-long fantasy and betting information. Okay, let's get into it here, uh, Raptors four game winning streak and including now 3 and 0 on the road just took out the best team in the east it is looking pretty good here for the raptors you know siakam's not even back yet lots to kind of get into however um let's just quickly do an update here um so Barnes looks like a minor injury to his thumb. He did have to miss last night, but they're expecting him back sooner than later. Siakam is expected for mid-November, so let's assume that's about two weeks out. And then Watanabe had a bit of a uh, setback with his calf, so he might be a little bit longer out than expected. Hmm. Uh, have you guys heard anything different on the injuries? Let's start with you, Kieran. Uh, no, just that, yeah. They were mentioning in the game yesterday that... Uh I saw it, I think, in the post game that, you know, Siakam's still about two weeks out, which is kind of in line with what they've been saying since, you know, the surgery went down. So that seems to be right on track, which is good. I didn't know about Watanabe, though, so that's, uh, that's a little bit of news for me even. But um, and a little disappointing. I'd like to see him get back in the lineup, especially with the way some of our guys have been playing. But, uh, you know, we'll get there when we get there. And, I mean, if we're going to be doing this while these guys are injured, then I'm not too concerned about it anyway. So... Fair enough. Uh, yeah, it'd be nice to. Uh, yeah, it'd be nice to get a little bit of depth back, though. I mean, we've been seeing Nick Nurse do back to his old tricks, playing the uh, the starters forty minutes a game. So it'd be nice to get a few of those guys back. But uh, uh, the only update I've got on Siakam is he was cleared for full contact practice. So obviously that's a big okay, step. That's huge. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I believe the only thing left is the uh, the actual surgeon has to sign off, and then uh, and then he's good to go. They are still talking weeks, you know, mid November. So. No right on that timeline, like you said. But. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if we're winning, we're winning. So yeah, mm-hmm. keep him out. He's uh, he's great on the sidelines there as, yeah, a coach, yeah. as an assistant coach. Yeah, so yeah. why not? It was uh, yeah, kind of kind of funny there with uh, you know Barnes goes out on the injury and everybody's like, all right, so who are they going to put in to like you know take up those minutes right <laughs> like for the next game? And Nurse is like, no one. I'm just starting everybody five more minutes a game. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we're basically running a nine man. What do you mean replacement? Right yeah. yeah. Let's say we got nine guys who play and then six guys who just maybe get two minutes or no minutes. So, yeah, it's a uh, interesting way that it's all going about. Um, now, one thing that has definitely happened in the last four games, and you can see it, are uh, other than you know, like we could just sit here and go, okay. Like Ben was kind of joking around earlier. Do you want to just call this the Scotty Burn Podcast, and we'll mm-hmm. just go from there? <laughs> Because he has been electric, you know, obviously other than the last game that he just missed, but like uh, doing all the things that you want him to do, plus Mm -hmm. scoring, which we weren't even sure was going to be part of his game, but apparently it is now. Uh, But two guys that I want to talk to before we get really into Barnes is OG has come alive and uh, Gary Trent has really uh, solidified his kind of role here in this offense for the next little while. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ben, do you have anything quickly to stay on uh, those two guys? Yeah, OG, man. I mean, uh, if you're a Raptors fan, you expected this. But uh, in the broader NBA, NBA, I know after those first three games, there was a lot of uh, panic, a lot of fantasy owner panic that drafted him high, expecting a big jump. And he was he was a little rough those first three games. But has he ever settled into that number one? Yeah, I mean, he's really our number one uh, option right now until Siakam comes back anyway. And um, last night I was most impressed with him because um, – we knew going into that Knicks game that Scotty was going to be out. So I was thinking, okay, is this going to be the game for OG when he finally takes like 30 shots, just takes control of the offense, just goes wild, and we'll see if he can handle it. Because for all his great things, he's never really had a lot of like high scoring output performances. You know, he's always in that 20, 25 range. But last night, he took care of business. Uh, he had 36 points. I think it was around 50% shooting again. Career high. Um, yeah, career high, broke his career high, yeah, so just a great night all around, um, really stepping up to the plate when we need him, so huge fan of that. Yeah, he had a great post-game interview, too, like, he just nailed it, I don't know, like, it was just, I don't know, maybe I was just, you know, still riding high off the game, but the questions and, like, his answers were just perfect for it, and, uh, yeah, it's that same sort of, you know, they've been saying, I think, since um, since back in the, the Kawhi days, that sort of when he was out, the next man up thing. And uh, you mentioned that again. So that's still clearly like part of the culture that they're trying to create in Toronto. And uh, it seems to be working, you know, like because OG, you know, when Scotty was in for those the last three wins before that, um, you know, OG was great and all, but just wasn't having monster games and didn't need to, um, you know, 16 points here, 15 there, whatever. But um, Barnes is coming in with 21. But as soon as he's out, then OG comes in with the 36 and yeah, gets us that win over. Yeah, like you said, the we've knocked him down a notch now, but the, the was the top team in the East. My buddy uh, Lou, he's in New York. He's a huge Knicks fan, and we were talking before the game. Well, a couple days leading into it, we've been you know pushing each other around and stuff. And uh, he asked if I wanted to bet on this game, and I'm like, mm, nah, I don't think so. You know, like Siakam's not in, Barnes is out. Like, I'm not taking that. That's not a smart bet, but uh, in hindsight, obviously, I, uh, I'm wishing I did. He was, um, I'd check my phone, you know, probably mid-second quarter and had, you know, 15 messages, a bunch of gifts, didn't just ignored it. And I told him I'm not checking messages for the rest of the game. And then I told him at the end of the half, I was like, okay, I'm accepting messages again. And then he stopped messaging me. So 
Yeah, it was uh, it was a great game last night. Yeah, um, just uh, on that note too, like uh, we we kind of you know, we talked about OG a little bit there, but Gary Trent um, really kind of stepped up as that secondary secondary option there mm-hmm. with uh, with no Barnes because you know OG goes up to number OG should be the number one, but OG went up to number one. You know what I mean? And yeah. then Gary just stepped in right behind him there. Uh, looking very good on the floor, and yeah. the the big surprise. Well, surprise. Everybody kind of knew that he was solid defensively, but not this way. Like he leads the league in steals right now. He had four mm-hmm. more last night. He had two sets of games recently with five. And the Raptors, um, largely because of that, lead the league right now in steals. Yep. Yeah. Like he, I don't think he's had less than two in like the last five games or something like that. So like he is definitely all over the, you know. Uh, the other teams making sure that they're making mistakes and when he's not getting steals he's getting a ton of deflections so um it's good to see that kind of hurry up defense yeah i saw a stat it might maybe has changed but a couple days i think this would have been maybe around the friday friday or saturday game but um you know crazy stats or someone posted that um van vliet and trent were leading in deflections yeah and like that's just the way that they play right yeah yeah uh, well, we've been saying it since the start. Like everyone's, that's sort of been our thing this year. Is we're going to be a defensive team first, and uh, that's what's going to keep us in games late. And that's basically what's been happening. You know, we were right there with the the Chicago loss, and they are now currently the top team in the East. So you know, we're not we're not bowing out and getting blown out by the best teams. Um, so I think that says a lot. So far, obviously, it's a young season, but that's kind of what we were hoping to see, and they're nailing it right now. Yeah, you can tell it's built into their DNA, too. I keep noticing every game, every time they go back on defense, all five players on the floor have their arm, their wingspans extended the full way. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just built to make deflections, this whole team. It's really been great. And uh, Gary Trent, I think he would have, like, twice as many steals if it wasn't for all the chintzy fouls. Like, you watch him play, he's just always got the active hands, always poking it out. Yeah. Um, so he's been really good. He's also, I mean, he's still Norm Powell reincarnate. Um, his last three, four games, he had 12 points, then 19, then 8, and then 26 last night. Mm-hmm. So you don't always know what you're going to get, but you know he's going to play hard. So Yeah, I find even though on like the ones, the off nights for him, he's not playing, you know, we're just, the usage is a little differently. He's not necessarily taking a whole bunch of bad shots or anything like that. He might be missing a couple more, but... It's typically just, you know, uh, Barnes is hot or OG's hot or Van Vliet catches fire and we don't necessarily need him to carry the load. But, um, yeah, he's been a huge bright spot in the, the season so far. Yeah, it's like he sort of averages around, you know, in between 10 and 15 shots a game, it kind of seems like with Gary Trent. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, Barnes went out and that shot up to 22. So that is kind of like, you know, we don't necessarily want him taking 20 shots a game. Uh, he does have a, some efficiency problems when it comes down to stuff like that. But like if he if they're going down, yeah, they're going to be like, yeah, just keep going, man. Yeah. And uh, a nice thing to see too is, um, like especially in this last this Knicks game here, like early on the three point shooting was brutal. I think they're like they finished at thirty three percent, which seems rough. But at one point they were at like one for twelve or something like mm-hmm. that, right? So. Uh, yeah. Finding their stroke kind of mid-game has really, uh, you know, pulled them out of some some interesting spots there, where all of a sudden the three starts landing and they uh, they can bring back, uh, you know, some leads. Yeah, defense keeps yeah, close to striking distance, especially yeah, like you said, once we heat up, we become a scary team, 
it's just we are very uh you know hot and cold so yeah i don't think we're going to be a consistent three-point shooting team at any time but but yeah like you said if we have good defense and we keep it close you don't need those huge swings that uh that you need three pointers for, mm-hmm. and again last night we took um, that's I think two games in a row where we took about a hundred field goal attempts, which is pretty much unheard of. If we keep this pace up, it's going to be a historic pace. But if we're taking a hundred field goal attempts a game, it doesn't really matter if the threes are dropping. So, yeah, yeah, something's going to be going down at that point, and especially if Barnes is back, you know, cleaning up the glass, which has been something that he's been uh, exceptionally uh, exceptional at. So. Um, the one thing is sort of weird right now is, you know, a lot of guys that were, you know, or a few guys on the team that were getting, you know, a little bit of attention as for far as, oh, is this the year that they kind of make the next step, et cetera, being Boucher, Flynn, and Precious, have all uh, kind of taken a step back here and seem like they're, you know, Nick Nurse isn't as high on them as he once was. Like a lot of, you know, minutes are down mm-hmm. or performance is down. Uh Kieran, was there something uh, that you've seen that maybe is saying that, or does it just seem like guys are in uh, his doghouse? Well, I feel like, like again, we've been saying this like without because the first few games, Flynn was just a did not play. Um, but I don't know if he's just like underperforming in practice, even because he's not even getting the chance. Um, and then when he has given the chance, you know, he hasn't been exceptional either. So I, you know, not necessarily mad at that decision, but uh, it's just strange, like. He hasn't been given, you know, especially in some of the games like uh, the first, uh, well, the Boston game, we were blowing out uh, Boston. The first Pacers game, we won pretty convincingly. And, you know, he's still not getting even like some of the garbage minutes. So I feel like, yeah, you must either be just underperforming seriously or I guess that's kind of all I can think is that he just, yeah, hasn't impressed and he's not given the chance yet. Um, Boucher. He's sort of like I've been saying, regressed to the the old Boucher. But again, that's that seems to be his style when he's when his minutes have been restricted. And he obviously started out, you know. Um, oh, did he play in our opener? I think he wasn't expected to, but he ended up playing, right? He started, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. So you know, he was coming off an injury, so I figured, okay, we're limiting his minutes, limiting his minutes, and then it just stayed like that. He's been, you know, questionable shot uh, shot choices here and there, chucking up those trebuchets. And, um, yeah, so that doesn't surprise me either. It's very disappointing because, yeah, again, he's one that I was sort of, you know, excited to come back and see what he could do because he really shined when we had uh, Gillespie and um, Birch added to the lineup last year, right? Like he started getting more rebounds, getting off the ball plays and things, and that's just not uh, happening for him the way the lineup works now. So, uh, yeah, it's tough. I don't know what they're going to do with him specifically. Flynn I could see, you know, easily getting, you know, bumped down or something, but... Um, and then Achua just seems to be struggling. Like I get, I got to keep reminding myself he's 22 years old. So, you know, you know, he's still got, uh, I'm not going to hold it too much against him, but he just seems to be having a really tough time finishing around the net, which is kind of like, yeah, you got to do that. If you're going to do one thing, do that. You know, like there was a play last night in particular that sticks out that I remembered where he, you know, missed twice. It was, I think Boucher ended up getting a third rebound and luckily and putting it back up. But, uh, you know, right under the net, just kind of seems to be rushed and sort of anxious down there. So hopefully he can kind of calm down and get that uh, uh, that under control, get his starting role back or secured, I guess. And uh, But, yeah, no, I mean, you know, because we don't really have an offensive replacement for him. If he comes out, Birch comes in. Birch is more of a, you know, defense, rebounds, offensive rebounds, move the ball around kind of guy, set some good picks and things, but he's not 
a huge offensive threat. So, um, yeah, if he can figure that out, uh, I still I still got high hopes for him and not going to, you know, pull out any investments or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, it's it's tough to watch. Yeah, that's fair. I think Nick Nurse came out and said something quick about it too, uh, basically saying that, like, you know, the difference between him and Birch right now is, like, Birch knows what Birch's role is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's like, you know, secure the ball, make sure that it gets to somebody that can put it back. If you have the open shot, take it. Whereas Precious is uh, kind of like, I guess the hockey term would be gripping the stick a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, he thinks sure. he needs to score, so he's constantly trying to put up the shots where it's like, no, just let them come to you. Yeah. But uh, Ben, did you see anything uh, regarding those uh, few guys there or heard anything? Well, with Precious, yeah, it's like we know he can get to the rim. He seems to get there with ease, just with his size and his speed and his bounce. But, uh, yeah, I've never seen a guy miss so many, like, just real and tight layups or even lob attempts. Um, So you got to imagine, yeah, like you said, he's only 22, so we hope he'll figure it out. But. But, yeah, like last night, um, he only played 16 minutes. He took nine shot attempts. You know, that's going to get you pulled off the floor. You can't be doing that if you're the center and you have a bunch of shooters around you. Mm -hmm. Um, Boucher was a similar kind of thing. He came in for nine minutes, and he took three of those big, long threes that we talk about. Didn't hit a single one of them. Yeah. So coach isn't going to keep you on the floor if you're doing that. Um, I thought since the start of – yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it's just – it's not their roles exactly. Um. I, it is hard. I can see how it's hard on these younger players like Flynn and, you know, Boucher as well. He's not really a young player, but he kind of is just because of the experience. You know, they got um, really increased roles last year just because of the injury situations and everything. They were playing a lot of minutes, had big-time roles. And now with the way the roster's filled out, they are kind of been relegated. You know, they're kind of just more bench contributors. And they're going to have to navigate, you know, I, I can't see how it's tough on the younger guys when they feel like they have to do everything so they can keep their minutes when they see guys surpassing them. You know, like with Flynn, every time Delano Ben is out there, you can see Malachi Flynn feels his job slipping away, right? Yeah. The way Delano's playing. And same thing with Boucher. It's like if he's not getting minutes now, what's going to happen when Siakam comes back? So, um, But uh, the only thing at center there, I've been thinking it since the start of the year. I'd like to see Birch in the starting role and Precious... Um, Precious coming off the bench. I think it'll mm-hmm. be an easier time for Precious going against the uh, the weaker competition. And um, just in the last three games, I mean, I know we won them all, but um, uh, Birch played quite a bit more minutes, but the Raptors were a plus 41 with Birch on the floor. Uh, we were minus 22 with Precious out there. Ooh. So, yeah, even with the scoring, it's just... Um, yeah, the way he's inefficient and mm-hmm. doesn't bring it on defense the same way. It's just it's not worth it. Honestly, even for what Birch did last year, I think he's earned that. You know, especially like like you said, the way things have been playing out. Like I would not be shocked to see him starting this week. Um and you know, that's mm-hmm. fine. Like you're a twenty two year old, you're young, you know, like you'll come off the bench, maybe be a little bit more relaxed when like the game's already you know, going in a certain direction rather than you being the reason for it going in a certain direction and uh he might you know, perform a little better like that. Like same how, uh, you know, Trent and Powell used to be terrible off, not terrible, but like significantly, you know, less effective off the bench. Like we could see the same, uh, the opposite with, uh, you know, Precious, maybe he's a great, you know, six man sort of thing. So uh, I really hope, yeah, like you said, Nick Nurse tries that in the lineup for a few games and we'll see what happens if that helps him out. 
Yeah, that's pretty fair. And the one thing you you guys have been talking about, like Siakam coming back, he might also play some center minutes when he comes back, right? He, they've done mm-hmm. that before, gone a little bit oh, smaller. Yeah. Easily, yeah. I think where that, you know, so that'll hurt both Precious and uh, Boucher because, you know, center or power forward or where they're going to go. And I think the uh, the emergence of uh, Svi Mahalik here is kind of definitely putting a dent on their minutes as well. Yeah, I think on. the Orlando game seemed to be kind of his hopefully breakout moment where he, he uh, I think that might have been that one where he had, I'm sure you guys remember it, but he did the little behind the back sort of um, the move and then the left-handed poster of i don't even know who it was but just a yeah. dirty dirty play i was like i did not know you could do that he yeah. gets up there man he's uh he's really impressed the last couple games so i'm hoping he can keep that going he's found his rhythm he's sort of fitting into the the offense and we're learning how to use him better but uh yeah he's been a big spark yeah, and he plays pretty uh, pretty good on defense as well right mm-hmm. so it's hard to, it's you can't just be like well he, all he does is shoot or something like that no, it's like, no he no. actually he takes it to dirt. the rim like, yeah, do a two-handed dunk over someone yesterday. Just crazy. So that yeah, that's uh, what I thought. I thought we had a Matt Thomas replacement, but it's more of uh, more on the Caruso line. You know, he can do a few more things. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, really good. definitely jumps around a little bit there. Um, one and one guy that we've kind of you know won't get too into it because that's the thing. He's just sort of stepped into his role perfectly now. Uh, Fred Van Fleet has just been quietly good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Putting up points, he's getting a little bit more assists again. Um, the one thing he's added is he's getting rebounds all over the place too. Almost so. had a double double last night. Yeah, and uh, the had ten the other night. Like he's just he's getting that ball. Yeah, yeah. He led the game in rebounds. You know, Demonte Simona should be ashamed of himself. He had ten <laughs> rebounds from that little guy. <laughs> that was impressive. Well, he had a he had a quote, and it was something along the lines: "Is like when it's up around the rim, that's somebody else's business to get the ball. But if it's at head level, that ball is mine." Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah, you know, that's kind of just if uh, you can get that from your, you know, your, let's say, like maybe you know, six foot one guard, mm-hmm. you'll you'll take it all day <laughs> long. Um, yeah, no, he's looking uh, like yeah, he's settled into his role nicely and starting to hit some of those shots like yeah him and og both right like the first few games they just were i don't know maybe it was shaking off the nerves of the cobwebs or figuring out how to run this uh, young team but mm-hmm. we've definitely seemed to have hit our stride so far and it's good that siakam's back practicing now give him a couple weeks to sort of you know work himself into the lineup figure out how things are going to work um and yeah hopefully we don't sort of have any uh any hiccups when he gets reintegrated um yeah they've just been uh it's very very inspiring lately so that will be something to watch you right like uh when he does come back because he's got to take 20 25 shots a game so yeah. that will uh yeah you're right like hopefully there aren't uh any problems yeah he might start getting more assist though because like their their mantra this year is right is move the ball move the ball keep it moving that's what they do in practice that's that uh, flex offense working so i mean if you know, as long as he's not forcing shots, you know, in the half court, it's probably not a bad thing either because we're not necessarily the best there. So, um, you know, to yeah, have someone who can do that, you know, is it's not a bad thing. But as long as he doesn't, yeah, take away from what others are doing and just, you know, be in that rhythm with us, then, which I'm sure, you know, he will be. I'm not too concerned about it, but uh, it's just something to keep an eye out for when he comes back. 
Yeah, that's uh, what you were just talking about. They're moving the ball, more assists. Um, the only game during this little uh, win streak that they have going on here that they, you know, their turnovers and assists were, you know, even close mm-hmm. uh, was the second half of the back-to-back there against um, it, Indy, where they, you know, they, they just they didn't look they looked like they were on the second game of a back-to-back, right? I, yeah. I remember watching that and just like for the first while of that game, be like, oh my God, why the back-to-backs kill us so much? But yeah. uh, And they played kind of a different lineup in that one too. They like A lot more guys got different minutes and stuff like that. So it was kind of people getting used to each other. But for most of the, the last bunch of games, they've been either, you know, 10 or under on the turnovers and then, you know, 18 plus on assists. So mm-hmm. you, know, you got to keep that going. Oh man, I forget uh, which game it was. I think it was the first. I got them all here. The first uh, Pacers game, our steals were eighteen to six, so you know twenty-two to ten turnovers. We were eleven to one against uh, for steals and seventeen to seven in turnovers for uh, Orlando. Like we're just it's crazy, just crazy. Twelve to three in the next game. We um, we held the Knicks. I was looking at these stats. Uh, three fast break points. And um, we shut down Julius Randle four points after the first quarter for that dude yesterday. So that's huge. Yeah, we seem to be doing really, really well against the big guys. Uh, that first Indiana game as well, we held uh, Sabonis. He only took four shots. He had like six points, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, an all-star. He's guy who scores 20, 25 a game. So, uh, and then again against Randall, and you can kind of see it. We have this like swarming defense. We just put up a ton of guys in the paint um, when we do go against someone like that. So they've been really effective like that. Of course, Sabonis came out looking for blood in the uh, in the uh, the second game on Wednesday, but uh, and he had a pretty big game. But but yeah, they've been really, really, uh, really good on defense. Better than I even advertised, I would say. Yeah. Well, like you, I don't remember who, who, which one of you guys said it, but like, yeah, those guys with their you know seven foot wingspans all just standing there with their arms out is, uh, it's a huge pain. I've played against teams like that in the past where it's just everyone's a giant. It's just it's frustrating, you know. There's lanes are clogged up. It's tough to get passes through. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just not a fun. Like he was at um, Jason Kidd after the Mavericks game said that he's like Toronto's just really big right now and they're a problem. <laughs> So, yeah, the league's starting to take. He was notice. also given, he was also given praise to Scotty Barnes. I think he said he was uh, looking like rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, this is without the first, the first overall pick playing, but still, I mean, he's going to have the some work to do to. Catch oh, he got up started. He got started last night. I noticed. Um, Did he obviously really? at his first game? Oh no! Yeah, he played about uh, t- yeah about twenty minutes. Rough start though. He only had two points, one for eight shooting. But uh, okay, cool, cool. You know, it's his first game. I'll give him a break there. Well, what did you? Um what did you guys think of watching Suggs versus Barnes mm-hmm. head to head there? Hey, they he, he did good. Suggs did good. I mean, you can't be mad at you know the decision we made though. But uh, yeah, he looked really good. He still scored twenty one points. Uh, he's hitting some nice threes and things like that. So uh, he's looking good. I wouldn't have been upset if we got him, but I couldn't be happier with uh, with Scotty Barnes right now. You know what I mean? Even just like off the court the personality he wants to be there he's excited to be here he seems to get along with everybody like he's just yeah that's definitely wasn't too sure at the start when you know everyone was like oh my god they took scotty barnes now it's it's a no-brainer in hindsight this was the right choice no matter what happens i think yeah so yeah go ahead 
Oh, I was just saying, um, I heard someone comparing it to uh, Damon Stoudemire in the 90s. Apparently, he got booed on draft night as well, like in the building, actually booed. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Um, there was some other player whose name escapes me that everybody wanted at number two or three or wherever we got Stoudemire. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, they went with him. He got booed and then, sure enough, ended up winning Rookie of the Year. Which, oh, he was uh, could awesome. Be a similar I loved here. watching him play. Mighty Mouse. Yeah, and then, of course, three years later, we had Vince Carter, but we haven't won the award since then, so yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Mm-hmm. Did you catch the um, when Suggs was trying to take a free throw and the crowd started chanting, Scotty's better? Yeah, yeah. I, I heard about it. I didn't see it in the actual game, but yeah, I heard that. That's kind of... Wish uh, I could have been there for that one. <laughs> I don't know that I like that. That's a bit much, but uh, like these are children, basically, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, somebody yelled son. at Westbrook or something. That's perfectly <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah. But oh yeah, like this is a nice young guy in the league trying to you know prove himself, playing great and everything. You know, so like cut him some slack. Like he's great, Scotty's great. Let them both be great. Um, but yeah, I know that. Yeah, but you know, still Scotty's funny. better. No, yeah, yeah, he's greater. <laughs> okay. No, you're right. You're definitely right. But uh, yeah, on that note, there, uh, you know, we have a bit of a schedule coming up i know the raptors are mostly on the road for the next little bit here that's fine a couple that's, weeks yeah, they've, they've been doing pretty well there but uh, let's you know quick and nothing take a quick look nothing too uh challenging we've got cleveland uh i don't remember the, the specifics washington but, yeah, coming yeah up we could tomorrow. do that and then oh not a back-to-back amazing yeah, and then in Cleveland. Oh, actually, no. Actually, we're back uh, at home for Cleveland, so that's good. I count that as a win. Yeah, I think I saw. Like, I'm thinking we're going at least two, two and two for the next four. Yeah, and then it's uh, we have Brooklyn, which will be a big yeah, one on yeah, that, that Sunday, was, there, the seventh. So. Mm-hmm. Afternoon start, which is always weird. Oh yeah, what time is that one? Yeah, three thirty. Oh, okay, interesting. Clocks go back, everybody, that day, I believe. So ah, make right, sure right, right. You know, oh not getting up to go to work an hour early. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's the uh, Raptors got a few games left this week, but three more. And we'll uh, we'll have, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get to you a little bit quicker than after every four. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, work got in the way a little bit this uh, this week, but we'll be back. We'll make sure to keep you updated on Life everything happens. that's going Life on happens. Raptors. Life does happen. Life finds a way, though, too. So, uh, yeah, we'll have a little bit more Raptors action coming your way than uh, than you have begotten so far this season. Uh, we'll make sure to keep everybody updated as far as Scotty Barnes, uh, you know, Siakam and Watanabe. And we will make sure to get at everybody soon with the best Raptors analysis that we can put forth. Uh, I want to thank you, Kieran. Thanks again. My pleasure. Good to be back. Yep. Ben, thank you as well. Yes, indeed. Take care, everyone. Yeah. And as always, we love you, B. And out there, you have yourselves a wonderful rest of your week. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.